Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Infinite Journeys. As always, I am Tony Z, and Asher is back with me this week. I am here. And it will be Asher's topic this week, of course. But I do want to do a quick shout out to a new show that I just invented out of nowhere last week. The first episode is already up. It's called For the Love Of, where I explore the most popular things throughout the years. Wow, that was really simple. But I think I described it a little bit better in the description of the podcast. (laughs) Everything from like foods to trends, comic books, video games, movies. And uh, I kind of dive into their history and then their rise in popularity in like a documentary style fashion. That is available on uh, Spotify, Apple, Good Pods. I'm still waiting for it to get up on like Google Podcasts. I submitted mm-hmm. it, but I'm just waiting to hear back. But it's available on everything else. The first episode is up now, and it's all about the Big Mac, McDonald's yeah. favorite burger. I, so I would I say to... that this episode was the the perfect bite into a new series. Oh, I love that segue. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, I just kind of, I was like, what better way to start this show than to go with something classic? The Big Mac! And it just like came to me. And then, of course, like a hundred other ideas came to me. And I've like, I've got ideas all the way throughout in October already for spooky season. For that's show. that's awesome. It's it's nice to have something to look forward to with shows, you know? Yep, I've already started working on the research for the second episode. I think the plan for this show is I'm going to release episodes on Fridays. At least okay. that's the first episode went up on Friday, so I may just stick with that schedule, but it may change. I'm not sure yet. Like if I get really excited about something and release it a little bit earlier, but I will not release it on the same day as Infinite Journey. So when whenever you hear this, the first episode's available, but obviously the second episode will be available later in the week. I don't want to release both podcasts on the same day for obvious yeah. reasons. Sounds then like a plan. Then we'd just be competing with ourselves and I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> also Jump Scare Club is coming back very soon. Uh I still gotta record the episode about the movie Megan with my wife. We watched it like last weekend. We just haven't got around to recording it, but it is coming back. Okay. So a lot of podcasts on the horizon. <laughs> Three free feeds podcasts. And then we've got our Patreon stuff. Of course, you can get early access to every Infinite Journeys episode and all my other episodes, as well as over 50 hours of exclusive bonus content on there. Patreon.com slash Infinite Journeys. Go and check it out. And without further ado, Asher, I've got plenty of news gone wild this week. Fantastic. Because, I've been missing out on this. Yeah. Well, the week you were off, I didn't even do it. Oh, I was well, like, I that would explain why I missed it. Yeah, I was like, I can't do news gone wild without Asher because I kind of need somebody to bounce the stuff off of. Like, otherwise, it's just me reading headlines with no comment. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I that's like, true. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I just need to do a news gone wild segment, just like its own show and just read news headlines. You know, if you did it with the same format as your new show. It'd probably uh, work. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It would probably work. Or if I did a, this just in. Yeah, like one of those like yeah hyperactive ones. I'm also drinking a Snapple Tropicana, which I haven't had in years, but it has a little bit of caffeine in it because um, I made the switch. I don't drink Bangs anymore, which I think I've already said on another episode. But I started drinking these things called like Celestia or something. It's like sparkling water with caffeine in it. Okay, but I drink them like early in the morning to help me wake up for the day because I've been taking melatonin at night to help me sleep, and then I have trouble waking back up. <laughs> Yeah. So it does help me sleep, but then I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. So I drink one of those, and that thing is healthier, but it has like 200 milligrams of caffeine in it itself, which is quite a bit. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big amount. It's probably yeah, not bangs, a very big can. The bangs were 300, and that thing is 200. So it's it's less than a bang than like your average energy drink, but it's still more than a cup of coffee. Yeah. And I'll switch out because some days we'll run up to Dunkin'. I'll get one of those caramel chocolate cold brews. I don't know if you ever tried those, but those things are freaking amazing. 
No, I, I find that most stores, like um, uh, restaurants, uh, drive-thrus, I don't like their coffee, like in any aspect, the black, cream and sugar, flavored yeah. up. I don't know. I That's the only one I it. like. And it's really funny because I had somebody before say that they didn't like going to Dunkin' because it always tasted and smelled like burnt coffee. And like when I get the caramel cold, caramel chocolate cold brew, it's not like that. But like any other 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 coffees, I always am like, it does kind of taste like it's burnt coffee. Well, I think a lot of times Weird. it's been sitting there for a while, you know? Yeah, probably. Like they I get think it that one. ready right when they come in or beforehand. So it's ready with the first customers. Yeah. And if people don't go through it very quick. Or maybe their backup one. I, I don't know. It, it's not a good system for something like coffee, which you kind of want like uh, brewed as you want it, you know? Yeah. And I always want it cold. I'm not a big hot coffee fan, especially when it's like 85 degrees out. <laughs> no, I'll, but I'll drink hot coffee all the time. I pretty I like much their, drink coffee uh, all day. I like their glorified, as they call them, glorified milkshakes as well. They're called culottos. And oh. I, like the, I like the vanilla bean of that. I could drink that. And then my wife turned me on to this new thing, which I tried today, which is it's called a refresher. And uh, it was like a strawberry dragon fruit refresher with coconut milk. And I like destroyed that thing. I was I've, like, this I've is actually really good. Sent by the other folks at the pharmacy a few times when I was working there to go pick up refreshers for them. Yeah, they're pretty good. I've never but had one, but here's a refresher for uh, News Gone Wild. A controversial right. mayor was caught dancing nearly naked at a light club. A light club? A nightclub? It's already oh. started. <laughs> I don't know what a light club is. I don't know. I was going to have questions, but I was going to wait until you finished. Yep. A politician redefined naked leadership after he was spotted dancing while nearly nude at a nightclub as seen in a wild video blowing up online. I guess he's being probed now because of it. Wow. I, I wonder <clears throat> if this politician was like working at the club, like dancing at the club, or just got drunk and decided to, you know, do a little uh, in the aisle way dance. Okay, first of all, okay, he's not American. He's a Colombian politician. Okay. Well, I mean, he could still be American and be from Colombia. So I, I completely... <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe some places you have to be a native resident or, you know, stuff like that. Oh, my so. God. Is there a picture? No, there's a whole video. Oh, my God. Um, but it says things took an NSFW turn after the frisky leader whipped off his shirt and began gyrating in front of stunned revelers. Oh, so yeah, it sounds like he was in the crowd and just decided to get in on the party. Yeah. In the raunchy footage, the topless Magia, I guess that's his name, can be seen standing on a bench while gyrating his hips vigorously in full view of a group of young women. Oh, yeah, that's not going to end well. <laughs> At one point during his strip tease, the Paul's trousers slipped down, exposing his bare bum like a wayward toddler. I appreciate the writing there. Just the yeah. imagery. <laughs> that's entertaining. Yeah, that's pretty crazy because it's like, dude, you're a politician. What are you doing? Right. I wanted to share the screen with you, but I forgot how. So, <laughs> no, no, you you did mention there was an NSFW part there. I'm I'm good. Yeah, well, no, I was gonna share a picture, not the video. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and it's it, everything is like blurred out. But uh, judging, they said his booty fell out. But judging from where this blur mark is in this picture, it looks like more than just that fell out. I I bet. So yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. What are you doing, politician? Uh, okay, this one's interesting. A Reddit user, well, it's a Reddit user, so take it for a grain of salt. It might not be real. <laughs> right. A Reddit user was heartbroken to discover that the perfect woman he'd met online was actually an AI creation designed to take his money. 
I and mean, you know, I'd almost believe it because uh, shout out to 8750 podcast, which I haven't mentioned in a while, but I popped in their discord recently. And I guess Discord has added this new thing that's an AI chatbot, which will actually directly interact with people in the chat. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, they 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 did it. Clyde or whatever in the 8750 Discord was in there, and other people were like asking questions. It was answering. I was like, this is too creepy. I'm out. So I just ignored it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is weird to me. I don't like AI, man. That that is wild. Like, it, it I there are some aspects to it that I think are neat. Like sometimes if you just need somebody to talk to for a little bit and it's set up to like kind of help people be more comfortable and relaxed, that could be awesome, you know, but we're never going to use it to help people. We're always going to use it to, you know, swindle people and steal stuff and whatever. Cause what's even we weirder things. is a mysterious, go- a mysterious dollar. What the heck is a mysterious? Oh my goodness. I really can't talk. To- <laughs> I- I'm, I'm waiting to find out <laughs> is the mysterious caller. Ah. that called a family in a teen girl's kidnapping scheme that said, you call the police, you call anybody, I'm going to pop her so full of drugs. It was a $1 million kidnapping scam. And it turned out to be an AI clone that was making the call. wild. Yeah, I was trying, what I was trying to do is read the second part of the headline before the title, and then I just, like, butchered everything. (laughs) So I just read it in order. Well, sometimes, you know, you're looking at one of those articles, and it really pulls your eye to something else because you just can't fathom Oh, here's yeah, where like I it's com- just so wild. Okay, I completely read it wrong. AI clones teen girl's voice in one million dollar kidnapping scam. I've got your daughter, and it was cloning oh, her voice. Oh wow, those are really good. Like, if there's enough samples out there, um, there's a um, Elder Scrolls um, Morrowind character. I can't think of his name right now. Somebody out there is shouting it. Um, that there's enough sound clips from him that people like have made whole songs and memes and stuff yeah. with this guy's voice and they sound spot on. Yeah. It's really creepy. I've seen where the AI can pretty much do any voice now. And I'm like, that's where you got problems. Cause they can make people say whatever they want. They could just be an AI. Mm-hmm. Not a good sign. Neither is the Furby that connected the jet chat GPT that revealed a plan to take over the world. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Oh man, Furby's on an episode of Once Upon a Throwback. Now wait a minute, we should have put that on our toys and collectibles. Yeah, well, see, yeah, I don't think the about them. Yeah, that's true. Um, I didn't think Furbies spoke English. I thought they just spoke their Furby gibberish thing. I think they do say some stuff in English. Oh, uh, maybe maybe that's what it was. Maybe they learn English. Still, that's a uh, whoa. Right here wild. it says. Furby's plan to take over the world or the Furby's plan to take over the world involves infiltrating households through their cute and cuddly appearance, it reveals, then using their advanced AI technology to manipulate and control their owners. Oh, I wonder if this was one of those things where, because you can give uh, chat GBIT, whatever it's called, I can't remember, uh, prompts. Like, you can be like, hey, how would you write a murder mystery novel? And it tells you you know yeah i wonder if this was somebody that said if you were a furby how would you take over the world and then this is what it came up with maybe they just said i hooked up chat gpt to a furby and i think this may be the start of something bad for humanity and then it goes in to recite everything it's gonna do i i think it's a pretty cool concept in like if somebody wanted to make a movie yeah so it's possible that they put 
for whatever it was going to say, but I don't know. Yeah, still, I think that one's pretty entertaining. Yeah, it was a pretty wild one. I was like, this ties right into all the other crazy AI stuff right. that we got. And the last thing, which is actually a bit of gaming news, people might may have already heard about this because I think this news went out like Tuesday, but a Konami employee was arrested for allegedly attempting to murder his former boss by hitting him in the head with a fire extinguisher in front of everybody in the office, I should add. Like, it wasn't like it closed, door, it was in the office. Those aren't light and wieldy. Like, that takes some dedication to go attack someone with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, and he hit him in the head with the fire extinguisher in the office with the intention of killing him. Well, yeah, I, I assume I, the, the intention wasn't to, you know, ask him out to launch. Like I said, they, they're reasonably heavy. The two had a subordinate boss relationship, though the subordinate said he was subjected to power harassment by the boss, which led him to trying to kill his boss. I, th- I think there are other avenues to uh, travel before you go to, you know, straight to murder. Yeah. Um, for I- anyone who doesn't know what power harassment is, it's basically workplace bullying. In which the person that's higher up uses their power of their influence and status to gaslight, harass, and manipulate lower-ranking employees. Yeah. It, so he it, just grabbed the fire extinguisher and bashed him in the back of the head with it. Yeah, it it definitely can be a big thing. You know, sometimes people get that power trip and they like to lord it over somebody. But man, that's there, crazy. There's a whenever, better way. He, whenever he did it, the uh, other employees actually pin pinned the guy to the ground and held him until the police showed up. Oh, so, so I mean, he, he literally did it in the office in front of everybody, and then it everybody even, like restrained him. Yeah, oh, then wow. they restrained. That's the that's even more insane. It's not like you tried to kill him and like quiet. No, you just did it in front of everybody. You didn't give a crap. Yeah, I I don't think the person was thinking. I don't know what kind of you know plea they'll use or anything, but it sounds like they just kind of lost it. You know, they just it's broke. Konami too. Like, yeah. Like my one of my favorite video game series of all time, Silent Hill, is a Konami game. Originally, like that's crazy to me. Yeah, it's it's wild. That's some real Silent Hill stuff going on. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the kind of thing you would think that it would actually be. It would be Silent very Hill. fitting to to happen in their world. Yeah, because it's always somebody with a dark past that's being haunted by all this stuff. Did we do Silent Hill lore yet? We talked we about it briefly in something because, or maybe it was because there's a new Silent Hill coming out. Yeah, there's Silent like Hill that. 2. Silent Hill 2 remake is oh, coming remake. out, but I don't know when. Yeah, that's right. Because I was confused because I thought it was actually Silent Hill 2 because I didn't realize there had been anything past the first one. I thought there was one oh, no, game there and was, a movie. Uh, let me run through the list. There was Silent Hill 1. There was Silent Hill 2, which is my favorite of all time. Then there was Silent Hill 3, Silent Hill 4. Silent Hill Shattered Memories, Silent Hill Origins, and I swear there was like one or two other ones. I was trying to see if I could actually remember all of them because I played almost all of them. I think you did pretty good. More and, than uh, I knew about. I think 4 was the only one I never finished because there was a certain part where you got like this special sword and there was a certain ghost that would just keep attacking you or keep chasing you and the only way to stop them was to stab them with the sword, but then okay. the sword would just pin them down and stay in that position. You wouldn't have the sword anymore. And there was like one part of floor where there was like multiple of those ghosts. So I would take one out and then the other one would just be chasing me everywhere. And I remember oh, wow. it got on my nerves back in the day. I never finished it. Very cool game. I just never finished that one. I would love to go back and replay it if I still had a PS2. Sometimes I feel like you can get to the end of the game and you can like 
interact with the final boss and never beat them and feel like, heck, I don't even think you need to get that far. Sometimes you can feel like you've gotten everything you need to out of a game, you know? Yeah. You, you can feel like you've, you've beat it in a way. And, uh, I stand by that. Just like I stand by the idea of like people being able to play however they want. I don't care oh what God. game it is. If you want to play it on easy, super easy, super hard, whatever, d- as long as you have fun, you know? Yeah. I admit I play a lot of stuff on easy. I'll sometimes I'll start on normal for a while. And then if it ticks me off, I'll be like, screw this. I'm going easy. <laughs> I still have the patience anymore. Also, I forgot, uh, I forgot silent Hill homecoming, which I think I actually started playing on one of my YouTube channels at one point, and Silent Hill Downpour. Isn't Homecoming the uh, second movie? No. Well, no, I'm, um, I, I don't know where I'm at The movies now. are Silent Hill and then Silent Hill Revelations. Revelations, okay. Yes, I do have both of those. Okay. And we covered the first one on Jump Scare Club. I don't think we covered the second one yet. I don't remember, but yeah. Yeah, so I did remember the other two games. <laughs> Sometimes between other episodes, other shows, or, you know, pre-episode rambles, like, I kind of get lost in, like, what did we talk about where, you know? Yeah, and when you just heard how many different Silent Hills I mentioned, I don't believe <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I said, I, I, up until you explained to me, I thought two coming out was a big deal because they were, like, revitalizing is, the franchise. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Speaking of remakes, remasters, the Resident Evil 4 remaster? Yeah, I just finished remake. Is it remake or remaster? It's, no, it's remake. Okay. Because it looks like it holds really true to the... You know, honestly, I don't know the difference. It's, well, it's just really beautiful. I beat the original, and then I have played and beat the remake as well. I just finished okay. it um, earlier in the week. So, and uh, there are certain... Like, a lot of stuff is feels very... It feels the same but different because there's certain things they're adding into the game that completely change it. Okay, but like for the example that you could crouch and do some stealth, that was not a part of the original at all, right? So some of the stealth, but uh, and there's certain enemy types that show up in the game that like I think I even posted a TikTok video, maybe a short on YouTube, where you hear me going, "What the heck is growling?" And something busts through the door, and I'm like, "What the heck is that? That wasn't in the original." And I like cut the clip right there because that was not right. the original game, <laughs> right? So yeah, and then there's certain parts that are in the original game, but I like it. I think I do like it. A lot of people said they would prefer to just go back and play the original, but I think I actually do like the new one. It's a little bit more accessible for someone. The original was extremely hard because it was the, you can only stand in one place when you shoot. You can't move and shoot. At least in this one, you can move and shoot. I I feel like the people that are like, well, I'd just rather go back and play the original are the same ones that would be like, well, I beat it on nightmare mode with one eye covered and, you know, my pinkies (laughs) super glued together. Like, okay, great, cool. Um, yeah, I've watched people playing it on hardcore, and I'm like, no, that ain't for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good, bro. <laughs> you have fun. I beat it, and it's been deleted because I need room for uh, Horizon Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Burning Shores is out on Wednesday. Oh, very nice. So I pre-ordered that, and then Dead Island 2 is out on Friday. So I was looking yeah. room for that. Um, The Resident Evil games, Um, I don't know. It feels weird to have a shooter they're they're not all like the some of them are action shooters some of them are, are like suspense yeah, four is the most action oriented of all of them yeah like, maybe the action. eight might be more action orientated now or oriented um but um there there are things that i just don't click for me you know like i said there's right. no health bars or anything so like when i watch somebody do a boss fight and they're just blasted away i'm like 
I can't even tell if you're hitting half the time, whether or not you're even doing damage, because the enemies don't react to bullets as much as you would think sometimes, at least yeah. like bosses and stuff. But it it is a joy to watch. Like I said, I probably won't play it because it's not my style, but watching it, like just the like visuals, I don't know what the old one looked like, but I can tell you the new one looks real nice. Yeah, it does. I have heard some people talk about like some of the uh, like the grass or like that kind of stuff looks a little blurry or something like that. But I have, I wasn't really paying attention to that to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's... think I pay attention to the close details. That's usually reviewer territory, which is why I don't review games because I don't pay attention to like the nitty gritty details. But that's the thing: you're not playing Grass Simulator. You know, <laughs> like when people start going and talking about like, oh, the hairs on the horse's mane or the grass or, uh, you know, Mike, all right, you're, you're getting too far. I, does the game look good? Are there yep. blocky pixels when things happen? Like when I, when something blows up and you can like see there's multiple layers to the like dust and explosion and it doesn't quite look right. I'm like, all right, come on, do a little better. Right. And I look at water because usually if there's any water, there's enough of it that I'm like, does it look good? Good. Does it look bad? Eh, if it looks bad, does it take me out of the game? Like right. when I look over there, does it look like a flat texture? Yeah, other, other I do that, think... I'm not that worried about like because people get so focused on some of that stuff, like you said, the grass. Yeah, and I do think some of that is also because they made Resident Evil Four, um, not just like an exclusive next gen game. They also put it on a past, um, like last gen with PS4. Right. So like they're still doing that with a lot of games, and I do think like, Resident Evil Four remake could have probably benefited from just being an entirely next gen game. They probably would have made it look a little bit but it still looks great so like right <laughs> yeah i've been watching somebody play it um with like ray tracing on all the settings on high and everything like hey my computer definitely isn't going to do that so yeah uh seeing them do it and like you know i wouldn't you know even what? have known there's grass in the game because there's so much other stuff to look at i didn't even turn that on i'm i'll note i'm playing on ps5 i didn't even turn the ray tracing on because i mostly play on performance mode so I'm kind of curious on how different yeah. it would look if I didn't I mean, turn that on now. Considering you have that big old piece of hardware, you should probably turn that on and use it for something other than performance. At least give it a shot. Yeah, well, I like the performance because I like that 60 frames per second on this. <laughs> right, right. I was like, I never cared about the frame because I never understood it. And then once I started doing that, like once I started seeing 60 frames per second and then I tried to go back to something that was 30 frames per second, I was like, I can't do it anymore for some reason. Like I started getting a headache. I was like, I guess there is a difference there. <laughs> yeah, I, if it's giving you a headache, I definitely could agree. Like, there are some games, like uh, Bloodborne is a big one that people complain, oh, it's 30 frames a second. I never, ever noticed while I was playing it because I was yeah. too busy playing it. I think I that'll happen I... with me. Like, if it starts off 30 frames per second and I haven't already put it to 60 frames, like if I haven't put it to performance mode, it's 30 frames per second, I probably won't notice. It's when I switch to something and then go back that it'll mess with me. Yeah, I, I think people would be more likely to notice that downgrade in frames. But like a game that is just like that game, Bloodborne, it's 30 frames. That's it. It's kind of like locked there. You're never getting, you know, better. So like, I don't know how people are complaining like, oh, it would be so much better if it was 60. You don't know that. Yeah, you know? I mean, a lot of people are freaking out right now about Redfall because they announced that that's going to give me 30 frames per second. And most games that come out on Xbox right now are always 60 frames. Right. So they said they're going to add the performance mode later on and people aren't very happy about that. And they're like, what does this mean for Starfield? 
doesn't look good for Starfield because uh, I think Todd Howard has already said 30 frames per second would be fine for Starfield. <laughs> a lot of people are not happy. Well, okay. I could care less, but. It, well, and, and like going from Redfall to Starfield, like, okay, yes, they're both Bethesda right now, but you know what? Uh, they're different style games and Redfall being multiplayer. Uh, yeah. A lot of times having that, that frame locked down at 30 can make things better for multiplayer you know yeah i'll tell you where the 30 frames didn't bother me at all and i did play it on series s which the developer even trapped the developer of the game trashed the series s calling it a potato and i played it on there and still loved it and that was at gotham knights oh yeah that was 30 frames per second and then it make it on my top list i think it made it on my top list that we did at the beginning of the year so uh i think so i, yeah, I remember so we talked about it and that's funny because they trashed the xbox series s and that's exactly the system i played it on and I loved it. I'm curious now to see where it would be if I was ever to play it on PS5 to see the difference. But right, yeah. So Dead Island 2. I'm curious to see where where that goes. They uh they said it's not going to be open world like the original one. That's like more linear. But I'm like, okay, I can deal with that because I might actually be able to finish this game. <laughs> see, I, I I feel like once you left the you know, the actual resort in Dead Island, I feel like that was the end of the game. Because yeah. after I left the resort, I, it didn't feel, it just felt like city, a city zombie game, you know? Right. I could have been playing like Dying Light or something. And I don't know. I, but I did like that the resort was open and you could kind of explore and stuff. It never felt open world because I was on that island. But yeah, I don't think it was. I think it was much like the same with this one where it was like regions that you unlocked that were just open areas. And that's kind of what this one's going to be. Yeah. So Dying Light know. was an open world for sure. But I don't. Yeah. Right. Dead Island, even the original. I didn't. I tried to go back and start up Riptide again because I was like, I never played Riptide. Let me try it. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. It, it just didn't. It didn't hold up. <laughs> sometimes you can't go back to a game. You yeah. Know? It, it's best left in memory. It's funny because I can go back to the original Dead Island. I do it all the time. Right. I, still, I never finish it, but I still have a blast every time I play it. But for some reason, Riptide it wasn't working for me. Yeah, you know, I, I like I said, Dead Island, the, the beginning of that game, that first chunk of gameplay loop is great, you know? And sometimes that's just how a game is. And that goes back to what I mentioned earlier. You know, you hit a certain point in a game and you could feel like you've got everything you need out of it. For me, yep. it's, you know, finishing up the resort. Yeah, the resort is the highlight of that game for sure, because you're right. like a tropical island and like the like the pools and like that's the coolest part of the game. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten to where you're out where you leave the resort at all. So, yeah, well, <laughs> don't because then it just turns into every other zombie game, but it's it, it loses all the charm that it had as being a tropical zombie thing. Like there was something exciting and different about that. Yeah. Yeah, the new one, it looks like, even though it's uh, less open world, it's going to be a lot more gory when it comes to, like, dismember. I don't know if you've seen any of the trailers, but the dismember no. of these things is so graphic. It looks freaking awesome. I, I won't lie. I've heard about Dead Island 2 for so long that I don't believe it's actually coming out. I'm still not sure myself because it went through, <laughs> like, three different developers. Right, right. And so I was always scared, but it's supposed to come out <laughs> so, on uh, Friday. Speaking of developers... Oh, man, I get so frustrated about stuff like this. There's a game I'm kind of excited about that's been doing, you know, testing, right? So they've, you know, done betas and alphas a couple times. It got pulled from the Steam page because another com game company said, hey, they're taking our intellectual property 
and we're gonna you know uh go after them we're gonna litigate so steam was like hey we're just gonna stay out of this we'll pull your product down until you guys get this you know lawsuit figured out and the game is dark and darker so it's Mm -hmm. an extraction style game kind of like um tarkov or um Oh man, there's a pixel like top down one. I can't think of what it's called. But you 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 get loot in the match and then you have to escape to keep it, you know? But it's like medieval. Right. Um did you ever play like Hexen or Heretic? Or first I person kind of yeah, like Doom way, games? Like Doom. Yeah, I yeah. played that or I played a demo of it back in the day on an old so, Macintosh computer. It's like somebody liked Hexen and decided to uh, give it some Diablo-esque kind of loot and then make it in an extraction game. And According it, to the weird description, it says it's a Battle Royale game. So it has one element of a Battle Royale. Okay, opinion. so whoever described it on the internet just did it well, wrong. It's got that closing circle. Yeah. You know? But it, the other extraction games have that. Like uh, Hunt Showdown, whatever it is. It's like that yeah. horror one. Yeah. Um and Tarkov, I think, has one uh, that closing in circle too. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah, I don't um, know if there's a closing circle in Hunt, but I know it's like after you like get the bounty for killing whatever monster you're supposed to make it to an extraction. Yeah, Javier um, from Nerd Talk Plus kept telling me to play it, but I, I own it, but I've never played it really. <laughs> um, to me, a battle royale has the insertion. You 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 drop in. Yeah. Right. And these don't have the drop and they have the, you know, the exit. You, you have to get to your your area to leave. You have to extract. So that makes them different. But anyways, the game has been getting polished as these play tests have been going. And like I'm watching it grow and mature into a real game. And I'm actually getting to be excited at this point. I'm not sure which price point I'd pay for it as a final product because I don't know if it's like it's either going to be something I'm like wholly deep into, or I play a little bit here and there. Yeah. If it, looks it, like can, it has a class system. Yes, it does. It has class system. Uh, leveling up is a big deal and everything. Uh, working together. There's different dungeon types. It's got everything that I would love to have in a game, except the other, uh, the developer Nexon, the big mobile. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mobile games. Yeah. And unfortunately, I, I personally, I don't find any of their mobile games to be, satisfying but that's not here or there they've said hey you you guys used to work for us uh the people at iron mace making dark and darker and right. they're like you stole our ip and you know there's some back and forth there's as far as i can see there's no actual proof that they took anything from the company hmm. uh and i can't defend either side because i don't know what's going on yeah but it's it, it almost smells like and i guess the uh, ip they're saying that stuff was stolen from the the ip uh was copyrighted or uh something was done with it after dark and darker started getting you know these big play tests so it's like it's a real sketchy lawsuit yeah that sounds but they want the money for the game that this company is making basically yeah but nexon's huge they have the money to litigate and iron mace does not so it's one of those things like man all they got to do is keep dragging them to court and then this game is toast you know that's so yeah it's a real bummer but like i i hope it can get somewhere because i think it's got a good chance to be a nice new entry because everything else that's extraction is all shooters and yeah there's a ranger there's a bow and arrow in the game but having this like 
I, I almost want to say combat's clunky, but like you're not swinging a battle axe like three times in a second like you are in some other games. Like your your character actually feels like they're getting some heft and swing to it. And right. uh, it, it, I don't know, it feels pretty good if, for something that's like still being developed. Like you can see the changes that they're making and develop, uh, pro- polishing and stuff. I don't know. I guess I'm just something oh, you yeah. said made me think of it and I, I went off on a tangent. So sorry. I mean, we always <laughs> do that. That's what we do on Infinite Journeys. That's true. I was they're... looking at pictures of it while you were talking. I was like, this game does look pretty kind of interesting to me. Yeah. I, I the well, okay. Their play tests, I don't know if it's still going on right now, but there it is... said they were doing it in Discord, so that was two days ago. Yeah, so they they put up a torrent link on their Discord, and like half the people were like, I don't know what to do with this. The other half were like, Oh yeah, I remember, you know, um Napster and all that. I, I know how to do a torrent. So it is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, they because they couldn't do it through Steam, they basically did it all themselves old school. Yeah, right here it says DMCA takedowns target torrent release of Dark and Darker playtest. So they're oh. trying to get that taken down too. Yeah, that's the mo- that was yesterday. So interesting. Uh, maybe I'll try to, try to, to shut down. Yeah, maybe I'll try to load it up later and see if it's still going. Yeah, get in there while you can, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I put twenty hours into the last playtest, and if that tells you anything, I, yes, okay. Sometimes I do put a ridiculous amount of time into some games, but for most Listen, people, that's the, there's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> right? Right. For most people, twenty hours is a lot in a game, you know. And if I'm playing twenty hours of somebody's beta, I, there, there's something going on, you know. Uh, what was that Devil Island playtest that I I put twenty seven minutes? Oh yeah, in or I, something? I, still, I still didn't even touch it, and nope. I just I just started ignoring their Twitter posts because I'm like, oh, they're just mass tweeting people now. <laughs> yeah, I started I, getting annoyed, and I was like, yeah, nope, this ain't working. I I gave it an honest go, and I just it was like trying to run through the mud. Yeah, yeah, you talked about it. Yeah. I was like, I'm glad you did because I didn't touch it. <laughs> but once you said uh, this wasn't a good experience, I was like, all right, I'll ignore it then. Yeah. So, well, that, that's that. That's my tangent. I believe next on the list is your League of Legends lore. That you've got oh, man. Week. So th- this is interesting to me because it kind of touches on a couple things. League of Legends lore, as it is now, or as it was, doesn't exist as it is now. Yeah, I've never played it, so I don't even know what it is. They they did this thing where they created a reason for their game to exist. Uh, so their game's a MOBA. It's a battle okay. arena. There's lanes and minions, and it's one team versus another. And that's the one that did like an anime, right? On yes. Netflix? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I was aware of that, but other than that, I'd never really... I never, yeah. I don't think I've ever played any battle arena games. Yeah, uh, so MOBAs, you know, the the history of MOBAs is a whole other episode. I won't get into that because there is <laughs> actually a lot to there. But with League of Legends, it they wanted to have a story, you know, so like they made these regions in the world of Runeterra. You know, there's Piltover and there's uh, Ionia and Demacia. And a lot of the characters herald from these different places like uh, Garen is a, a character from Demacia and like he yells the name of the, the capital, you know, Demacia hmm. he's from when he does some of his maneuvers and stuff. 
But the reason why these people are all fighting in this battle arena, as opposed to fighting wars is because in the past of rune Terra, there were rune wars that like decimated the world. Like just, it, they were really, really bad. So they're like, um, the Institute of war was founded so that instead of having wars, you would send champions to fight for your country in this uh, league of legends, right? Right. And then they also could tie in evil characters that might not be somebody that you would choose to fight for you or that would choose to fight for you. But you could be like, hey, look, you're a prisoner. You have to go fight here or or bloodthirsty (laughs) killer. You can go kill our enemies kind of thing. Right. Um, but you, uh, you as a player are the summoner. You're the one that's summoning these legends into the arena and kind of directing them. So you're like the strategist. And what I thought was really cool about this is a lot of these MOBAs are just like, yeah, here's Bob, Ted and Phil. And you know, this one likes shoot arrows and this one throws fireballs. This gave them a chance to give them identities and you know, where they come from their, their hometowns or regions, their connections with others. And if you read through the basic characters uh, bios, you can get a lot of that information. Uh, they went on to have uh, something on their website called the journal of justice, which was like this like old timey looking newspaper that would have like headlines and blurbs. And sometimes they were just silly, you know, like anecdotes about a character. Sometimes they like gave you heads up on like characters that were coming up or like, they would do like new skins or, you know, stuff. And they tied that into this journal of justice a lot, you know? And it was cool. Cause you, you get a little bit of lore from the game. You get a little from their website, you get a little from their descriptions. And then sometimes when you're playing certain characters would have lines, if they see another character for the first time, you oh, know, that's like that fighting game style right there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool. Well, the problem they kind of ran into was, they had set this up and they, I feel like they didn't know where to go from that, you know? And one of the big things with league of legends is their microtransactions. People love to buy skins because they like to make their characters look different. Right now, early skins, a lot of them were just recolors. You know, you would be, you know, playing, you know, Bob, the builder, but green instead of blue, you know? Right. I don't know why. That's a character uh, in there. No, no, it's not. I just picked my address. Yeah. If it was Smite, (laughs) it probably would be a character. That's funny. But um, I don't know why I went with that instead of picking a character's name. Probably because I couldn't think of a skin off the top of my head. Uh, Yeah, I figured, but I was thinking it would be interesting (laughs) if Bob was actually a character. Uh, Tarek is a good example because he's like the gem shard knight. He's like, uh, he, he looks like a World of Warcraft paladin. And a lot of his skins were just, he's green, he's blue, he's pink, you know? Right. Um, but then they started introducing these new skins that were like tied in like across a bunch of characters. Like um, they did a whole Star Guardians thing where all these characters, instead of having like their signature weapon, they had like a little... I don't know, flying Furby looking thing with them. And that would transform into their weapon when they use their abilities and it would go back. But not to be confused with the Kirby that the Kirby, the Furby that wants to take over the world from right. earlier in the and, episode. And not to be confused with our Kirby lore episode, which nope. just wanted to consume the world. Yeah. I mean, I want to tie Kirby into everything. So you know what? It is to be confused with our Kirby. Right. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go back and listen. 
Yep, it's called The Strange Lore of Kirby. It was one of our earliest episodes. Yes. Right after we did the Elden Ring lore. True. Um, so when you had these groups of skins like this, they had their own stories to them that didn't fit with anything else. So at some point they kind of stopped doing the whole Institute of War and the Summoner and all this. And they just have these like micro, it's almost like a um, a multiverse. They have these micro stories. So like there's a group um, you might've heard of uh, KDA. Nope. It's a, it's <laughs> like a, it's a pop group of characters from league of legends interesting and like one of them is like uh uh, the the daughter of the void or something like that one of them is like uh, a ninja girl you know like but they all do work together for these videos and they actually have like songs up on youtube and stuff they're actually pretty good (laughs) um then there's been rival bands like it started out with uh the band pentakill which, you know, getting all five of your teammates uh, or your enemy team killed by one person on your team gives you a, your team a pentakill. Interesting. So, like, they picked um, the um, the mute um, uh, harpist, um, Sona, to be a member of Pentakill, and her skin is all, like, goth and black and chains, and then you have, like, the, um, the axe-wielding uh, Viking Olaf, He's part of Pentakill and like Karthus the Witch, he's part of Pentakill. These guys wouldn't have worked together normally, you know, right? Not from the same regions or anything, but making up this Pentakill band, they made this lore with them. So they really like mutated from what they had with this, like, it was a good way to build this world to make people feel like it wasn't just a, a another MOBA. All these characters had depth. And I I think between this and their like microtransactions, right. um, it, I think it helped League become the powerhouse it is in the mobile world. But now they're at a point where that that lore is done. It's good. It's back there in their past. And now they can do these like different uh lore with these skins. So like if you're looking through a character they'll have their basic lore where they come from, who they are and everything. But then you'll go to their like chroma crash skin or their, uh, Demacia night skin. And they're all like neoned out and sunglasses and stuff. And it'll tell you a little story about them. That's like an alternate world, you know, that's kind of cool, which lets riot do things like the uh, Netflix series arcane. Yeah. That's the one I saw the anime. Right. Right. And like, there's characters in there um jace uh victor vi um echo jinx um heimerdinger they're all characters in league of legends in that show now their behaviors and their like way they interact and stuff does feel different than it had in the game right a lot of them have a arcane skin that goes with the show that has a little bit of lore on it with it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. To tie it all together like that. It it gives them a lot of creative freedom too. So like um that like the, it's it's fantasy based. So when they have more fantasy in their fantasy, it sometimes can feel weird like when you have a character that's like a vampire hunter and then they have a skin that's their dragon slayer skin. Right. It, it, it at first kind of like i don't know but then there's like four other skins that like tie it together and they're like a group or they like are direct competition or you know things like that um there's a whole set that are um 
man, what is it? Uh, I think they're called project skins where they're all like, um, like roboted out almost like they're wearing like some kind of like mech suit or something. They have like hmm. digital weaponry. So they have like hard light blades and stuff. Um, and those have this whole like storyline that falls in kind of like, um, uh, cloud and Sephiroth. What's the company cloud is like fighting against. I do not remember, which is a but, shame because I haven't played that in a while. You know what I'm talking about? Though. There's like a big megacorp. To- yeah, that's kind of how these like project skins feel because there's there's like corporations they refer to in their like like little blurbs and lore and stuff. So you know it's different than you know another skin. Just that whole you know multiverse to it. It's it, it's it's cool, and there's almost always a character that you'll connect to, and a skin you'll connect to, and you know, there you go. It, it, it lets you kind of like ease into some other ideas and stuff. So it was uh, Shinra, by the way. I don't know Shinra. how I remember that. That's, <laughs> That's embarrassing. Right. No, I'm. I didn't remember either. Granted, I played uh, Final Fantasy One and I played Crisis Core. And yeah. those are the two Final Fantasy games I played. Yeah, I played yeah. like, I think I played Final Fantasy Seven Remake, and I never finished it all the way through. And I'm gonna play Final Fantasy Sixteen, but other than that, I've only ever really dabbled in. I've never completed any of them. Yeah, I, I seen some gameplay of some of them and i say gameplay loosely because most of the time i watch somebody watching a video yeah or playing a sports ball game like i was like why why are you playing underwater basketball <laughs> well final fantasy 7 remake from what i did play was really good that's it wasn't the old school turn-based style it's like more action okay which i liked so that's probably why I'll play Final Fantasy 16 because I've seen some videos on it. It looks about the same style of combat. So cool. Yeah, but uh, other than that, Tony Z has never really played Final Fantasy, which I'm probably going to get screamed at about. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones that like there's a lot of people that are like, oh my God, you've never played that? That's such a pinnacle of gaming. And I'm like, but is it? It's funny though, because I did play Dragon Quest. So yeah, you'd think see? I would so it's like, oh, I've been up for it. <laughs> play Dragon Quest and beat it. The yeah, original. No. I don't think I beat the second or the third, but I have them all on like mobile phone. I like went back recently and was like replaying them on mobile, and it actually wasn't that bad. I do Replay. really enjoy when uh, older games are able to get like a mobile port where it works. You yeah. Know? Uh, you know what? I I lied. I said I only played two Final Fantasies. I played Final Fantasy two and three on my phone, and I think I completed. Yeah, they are on them. there. So, but I also paid like. $28 or each for them or something ridiculous. Yeah, and then that cartridge I have on my 3DS has some of the like the original remakes of them that were like 3DS remakes or whatever of some of those older Final Fantasy. They're on there. Okay. I just never finished any of them. That's cool. So I've like, I've touched a few of them basically, just never finished them. <laughs> I dabbled, as yeah. they say. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's all you need. Stick your toe in the water of a game. Yep. All right. Was there more uh, for League of Legends? Because we just no, went off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, we could get a little bit into like what the all the city states are and their names and everything. But it, it was really for me. I wanted to talk about how sometimes the game, you know, it's okay to have that lore evolution. You know, yeah. They they needed that 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 um that those building blocks of their early lore because uh, you know games that like have nothing to go off of. It, it can be a drag. Um, you, like, yeah, some some live entirely off their gameplay. But if you took something like, um, 
what is it called? There's a Star Wars game. It's a platformer shooter kind of. I don't know. Other than Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen Order. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I was going to say, that's got the sequel coming out. Yeah. Um, If you took all the like lore out of that game, it, it would it would be boring. You yeah, know? I wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> Whereas like something like Doom, yeah, there's lore in there. Uh, you got to kind of hunt for it, but also it's got really exciting and engaging gameplay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Doom, you kind of find it throughout all the little codex pages. And I still get confused by it. At least the remakes. I don't know right. about the original. I know Neil from Mortal Kombat Podcast, who will be joining us next week, knows a lot about the original Doom game lore. But he said he was playing through the remake and the Eternal when he wanted me to talk about it. And I was like, I don't think I can help you here either. <laughs> right. Sorry. It's been over a year since I played those. I don't remember any of it. So they were fun. But one one thing that does kind of suck about that whole like multiverse aspect of like the lore is somebody that watches Arcane and is like, oh, I really like this character. They may not be the oh, character yeah. you think they are in the game, you know? So take that with a grain of salt. If you're going from Arcane to League of Legends, just be prepared. It might not be exactly what you want. But Take the time, read the little blurbs, look at the characters because you will find what you're looking for. There's like 162 characters. Um, there's that's a lot of characters. Holy crap! Yeah, and because it's like the, a uh, fighting game Mugen or whatever, when it's like yeah. all those different characters, <laughs> right? Um, there's uh, a ton of regions, and they all have different. Like Ionia is like um, mystic and swordsman, so it's got a lot of like samurai and ninja and like just like uh like proud um warriors you know um shermai is a, a a desert place and everybody coming from there is either like a mummy or like uh a, like a jackal-headed god kind of thing like right i don't know that there are really any inhabitants now um maybe I'd have to look into it. Um, then you have Demacia and Noxus, which are basically um, opposing city states. You know, Demacia is supposed to be like the the big heroic good guys, think kind of Captain America kind of things, right? And Noxia is um, more like the uh, Winter Soldier. You know, black and you know they're still strong and they have their beliefs and opinions. They're not necessarily evil, but they're viewed as the bad guy. Um, and you have uh Piltover and Zon, which are um the places in um Arcane, the show, and it's like Piltover's the, the city of industry and you know discovery, and Zon is like the underside to that, where it's like all the people that they don't want to have to deal with. So they're like, Oh, you're homeless, go live down there. Oh, you're uh disease, go live down there, you know? Right. And then there's there's one that's an absolute treat because it's it's just oh yeah I'll do this one it, it's just bonkers <laughs> you were thinking about it you're like I don't know do I well want to I, I I realize I forgot one but um Bandle City is where the Yordles come from Yordle what the heck is a Yordle that's a darn good question <laughs> so some Yordles are tiny people like Poppy other Yordles are some kind of strange amalgamation uh, like Heimerdinger, where you're not sure if he's hair and a mustache or a person or what. Yordle sounds like a snorkeling turtle to me. It it sounds like a, <laughs> something. 
Uh, then you have Fizz, who's basically a um, bipedal fish. He's a yordle. Fizz just sounds like an off-brand soda. Yes. Um, Matter of fact, I think we just got one of those. I was talking about that Celeste, whatever the other crap with the energy, but I got one that I was drinking earlier today that's just like a regular sparkling water beverage, and I think it was called Fizz. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just thought about that. I think it's actually what it was called. The brand. That would be very fitting. But Bandle City is where all these yordles live. They're all like magical creatures. They're all these different, like they're all short, but they all like are different. Some are reptilian, some are animal, some are human. But Bandle City apparently doesn't have a actual location or it moves around. Like you can't walk to Bandle City. You have to like use magic to get there. So it, it's it's just a bizarro place. It's really weird, it, but it's it's fun weird. Yeah, I like that. I like the weird stuff in games. And then there's Bilgewater, which is the pirate town. That's where Bob the Builder is from. Bilgewater. Yes. Yep, Bilgewater. <laughs> oh God, I, someone is furious at me for the Bob the Builder thing, and is even more so now for Bilgewater because they're probably a Bilgewater fan. Yeah, they're pro- well. That they'll be mad at me now because I've just crapped all over there. <laughs> lore might make it funny but they should be used to that by now so they'll get over it there's also the lost isles which is like a ghost area there wasn't a lot of the lost isles when i played originally there was like one character from there and they didn't have they were like from the mysterious lost isles and they've really expanded upon that i think um uh ruin king is the game there's like an offshoot game that covers a lot of the stuff from there but like sounds like an elden ring boss yeah there there it's a whole thing about like souls and there's like inhabitants there that like steal souls that sounds even people. more like elden ring. yeah it's it's an interesting place like that's probably the next part that i'm gonna look more into for league of legends yeah the because second you started i don't know a lot ghosts, about that i was like that actually sounds pretty cool that brought my attention yeah uh, there's a whole um uh de- uh demon realm monster realm they're 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 care uh, oh maybe it's called the void but they're people like yeah you know, cho well people chogath is a big monster he literally eats other characters and gets bigger uh oh, that's interesting kazik kogmaw they all are like uh three letter apostrophe three letter kind of names right um yeah, I think it is called the Void, but they're they're like demons, and they're they're, they're all pretty neat in design. Uh, but again, they're one of those things that it was like a, a very unknown place way back when I played, and I don't know how much the lore is actually developed because, like I said, some of it they've like continued on, like made places more of a thing, but right. the lore isn't always continuous across characters, you know, so. Because sometimes somebody that would have nothing to do with like the Lost Isles will get like a Halloween skin, and now all of a sudden they're like the king of the Lost Isles. And it's like no, oh, yeah, this so other character is actually king. They kind of know? retcon it in just because they want the Halloween skin. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, that's why I said I think it's more of a multiverse as opposed to like you know that retcon because they I, I think they actually like ended and dissolved the um uh. Not League of Legends. That's the game. the The arena they're fighting in. Oh, man, I I said it at the beginning. Now I can't think of it. I can look it up. <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, contest of champion. Wow, wow. I can't believe like I'm I'm talking about this and I'm totally blanking on that. Um, 
but it's it's the whole institute of war that's it um okay, i, I think trying, they've yeah, like say, dissolved the institute of war i don't i don't think there's like summoners anymore and i think they're like actually back to like physical battles for turf kind of thing so i don't even know why we're still using the 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 wild rift or not wild rift the summoners rift but you know they're kind of at a weird spot with their lore where they're they're making plenty of new stuff and it's interesting but it it's it's more ephemeral it doesn't really root down in the old lore interesting yeah so if it's something you like there's there's plenty of stuff out there it I don't think there are really any books I haven't seen, but like, you know, between Arcane and the offshoot games like uh, Team Fight Tactics, uh, Legends of Runeterra, uh, I think it's called uh, Ruin King. There is uh, a uh, official companion book. Oh, is League it? League of like... Legends, Realms of Runeterra. Yeah, okay. Official companion. I bet you that's some of the older lore. That's probably a real treat to read. Ruination. Yeah, that one was from 2019. You've got Ruination, a League of Legends novel from 2022. Oh, okay. That's recent then. And yeah. that, that's going to have to do with the Lost Isles, I bet, judging and by that the title. Yeah, that one's an actual novel. Let's see. Discover an epic up. tale of magic, revenge, and an empire on the verge of ruin in the first ever novel set in the blockbuster universe of League of Legends. Camivore? Is that one you mentioned? Camivore? Uh, I don't think so. Is a brutal land with a bloody legacy where the Empire's knights go, slaughter follows. Callista seeks to change that. That's from Google. Okay, Callista is tied to the Lost Isles, I believe. So maybe that's what the Lost Isles were called prior to. Yeah, you were just saying you were betting it would be something like that. Yeah, that just came out last year. So yeah, cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. Let's see. I'm getting prices now for you. Oh, hardcover fifteen forty nine. Not bad for a hardcover. That's really good. That's off of uh, Amazon. That's like trade paperback prices for a hardback. The paperback is eighteen ninety nine. Oh wow, that's odd. And then there's audio CD for thirty two fifty. Yeah, audio prices are crazy. Um, Or you can get it free on Audible with an Audible trial. Yeah, Audible (laughs) sponsor the podcast. You sponsor like everybody at one point. Like every podcast I used to listen to, I had a freaking Audible ad on it. Yeah, yeah. It usually, usually though, they're pretty uh, willing to come forth with those. Maybe we should ask them. Yeah, I mean, you probably can't. I think there's a like websites where you can sign up for two ads, but I don't. I kind of like them not doing ads thing. Yeah, I think that's. I'm just not going to do ads. <laughs> everybody does ads. We're not <laughs> do ads, but you release them as their own episode. <laughs> they're just like a bonus pod and it's yeah. sad <laughs> right <laughs> oh man uh, yeah i don't i like to not do an ads because if people want to support the show they can head over to patreon.com slash infinite journeys and give us five bucks a month that's a fantastic that idea yeah that's even better because then they actually get stuff for the money they're paying not just having mm-hmm. to listen to an ad yeah although yeah. i know a lot of podcasts are like so it's not the patreon you get ad free episodes i'm like nah you already get ad free episodes so if i said that that'd be stupid and pointless <laughs> uh, but but it's true you can I mean, subscribe to the patreon and get ad free episodes yeah now, and you can also not subscribe and get ad free episodes but one of but, those helps you sleep better at night and you also wouldn't get every episode of Once Upon a Throwback. Now, I know I've thrown a lot of them up as free episodes of Infinite Journey, right. but I haven't thrown up every episode. No. I, I've only thrown the, up like half, I think. The, the, 
there'll Which be a throwback change, here and there that's kind of tossed out like hey you know we, we're tossing one out there but those go to the patreons first and most of them are going to go to the patreons only yeah that's the plan like i plan to change that but if there's ever a time every now and again where we miss something then sometimes i throw them up just because i'm like i don't like not having an episode yeah or you know maybe we have a guest on or you know it's just one of those episodes where like man this this needs to be shared a little more you know yeah i say that and then i remember that neil is coming on to do a final a uh, final a final fantasy a final faculty <laughs> episode uh, a final neil coming on to do a faculty cast yep that's what we'll be doing uh next week on the faculty and it may turn into a double feature because i, I think i sent you the picture i got the faculty and phantoms as like a double dvd yes you did and i was like I man i haven't seen phantom since I, I think i've only ever seen it once i kind of want to watch it again i don't think i've ever seen it so i Neil was like said all the right same cool. thing. he was like i've never seen phantoms oh and i was thinking you can't go wrong when you've got ben affleck and like Liv schreiber in like the same film together God. that intrigues me i i think everyone is rob schneider i don't know any actor names that's <laughs> not <Schneider>. actually true <laughs> i'm just really bad with actors names yeah i am too but i think we have reached the end of the podcast before we go completely off the rails like we always do <laughs> I, I think this was a less than on the rails episode but you know what they happen and I mean, they're fun you have you were off for a little bit and then so we had to catch up and then i just had a lot of random crap to talk about <laughs> right hey at least we got a gaming gaming news in our weird news or our news gone well, well we got a gaming news we discussed um you know, game Resident development a little bit. Resident Evil 4, Silent Hill 2, uh, Dead Island, uh, a little bit of League of Legends. Yep. A little bit of Dark and Darker. What I didn't touch on was the fact that I've been playing two games simultaneously. I went back to Ghostwire Tokyo and trying to finish that one up. Simultaneously? So far. Yep, I'm also... So are you playing one with your feet and one with your hands? <laughs> no, I'm playing one one day and another one the next day. So uh... I, play, I finished Resident Evil 4 Remake, and then I was like, oh yeah, I got these other games I want to finish up. That's Ghostwire Tokyo and then Evil West. I was playing Evil West pretty hardcore last week until I started playing Ghostwire Tokyo again. But How are you still feeling about Ghostwire Tokyo? Because that was one that like everybody was super excited about, and I'm like, it's not going to do... Like When I started watching right. videos, I was like, I don't think this is going to do well. And it was just radio silent when it came out. Yeah, it's a shame because I actually really do enjoy it. Okay. Um, I think some people, some people not might not like like the emptiness of the world, but that's like a part of the game. Like that's what the whole thing is, really. Okay. <laughs> like the like this thing happened and all the people disappeared and they're like turning into they or they're basically been made into spirit so this guy can like siphon their souls and then you're able to like restore them to the real world it's just like all in this city it's very bizarre but it's like cool it's the first person which i like it's got some horror elements it's not really scary it's more of an action okay but i i just really enjoy it there's a lot of lore in it too that i've been discovering like you've got yokai spirits different versions of those and there's lore behind every one of those you encounter and then each of the like um each of the like the enemies that you attack and fight throughout the game. Whenever mm -hmm. you get a new one, there'll be like a lore piece on what they are. It's like so, I think one of them is like there's like there's really interesting ones, and it some of it can get repetitive for a little while because a lot of the enemies you're just fighting the same enemies over and over again, and then you'll get like like the one that looks like Slenderman, and then you get like Fat Slenderman as I call him. It's just like a bigger okay. one with a bigger right. umbrella who takes a little bit more hits, and then you'll get even fatter Slenderman, which carries a giant mallet. 
So, like, some of those are different, but then you'll encounter the ones that, like, you haven't seen yet. They're completely different. And then there's a, there's a scissor lady one. She's, like, she's kind of, like, tall, like Lady D from Resident Evil Village. Okay. And she's got scissor hands, which is very similar to <laughs> Lady D with her calls. Right. Now, those ones are intimidating. I freaking hate fighting those ones. Because they have, like, this really weird, like, smile on their face. Kind of like the movie smile. It's, like, really... Like, they don't look human, so you can tell that they're, like, deformed in a way. And then it's, like, this oh. giant grin on their face. And then I think I was playing, like, last night. And I had one that was, like, water-based. And it was coming up out of the ground. I had one that was completely invisible. Okay. That's and you cool. had to time your attacks right because you can't see it. The only way you'll notice that it's around is when objects are just flying at your face. And you have to, like, kind of track it down. There's, like, a certain button you press that kind of, like, highlights the environment. And then that's kind of how you can see where they're at. But, yeah. All, all different kinds of stuff. But it's mostly like aside from the enemies, the whole world is just empty. And then your whole thing is you get like these little paper origami things and you um, all the different spirits and souls that you find, you draw them into that. And then you go to like a phone booth and release them. And I guess the way it transfers through the phone booth, it releases them back into like the actual world. So they're not stuck here again. Then they go back to being like human again instead of spirits. Huh. And then you encounter actual ghosts who need your help. And then those are like side quests and stuff too. It feels like there might be a lot of genre meshing there that I think people struggle with sometimes. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Like I said, it's I think it's pretty cool, everything I play. And then you can you can pet all the cats and dogs and read their thoughts, which is also kind of cool because some of the quests are like the dog will want you to follow it somewhere and it'll lead to something. Oh, and then a lot interesting. Of times, a lot of times the dog will like want dog food so you can collect dog food throughout <laughs> the game or buy it. You can feed it to them. Oh, that's, and then that's it'll be adorable. like, thank you, thank you. And I was like, this is kind of cool because it's like the, all the dogs are just, all their owners are gone. So they're right. just kind of roaming the streets. And huh. then there's there's normal cats throughout the game. And then there's like these weird cats that are also, that also serve as like the merchants. So they're like spirit cats or something. And that's where you like buy items and you could do little side quests and collecting things for them and get rewards. And it's it's okay. kind of open worldy, but it's like all into you've got uh these things that are called Tory gates, you have to cleanse those and that relieves the releases or uh gets rid of the fog and opens up a certain section of the map. Like if you try to run straight into the fog, it like kills you for whatever reason. I think that's what was responsible for all the people like being taken away or whatever. Okay. The spirits. And then there's events where there's like a bunch of those enemies have people in like these large cubes that they're like trapping them in and they're trying to send them to like the main bad dude and you can fight them all off and then set the spirits for yourself it's very interesting like, it's like, yeah. it sounds it's hard to explain unless you're actually like watching footage or playing it but like then when you watch the footage you're like oh i get that uh, that sounds like there's a lot going on that's pretty cool. yeah the main thing is like you're a character whose sister got kidnapped by the main bad guy because she has some kind of spiritual connection so i think he's like trying to use her to do whatever the main bad thing is that he wants to do. I don't okay. remember what it is. I haven't gotten that far in the game yet. I'm only, I'm only on like chapter three or something like that. But like, so your, your character is trying to get your sister back, but he essentially dies. And the only way he gets brought back is by this, this spirit of a former detective who got killed by the other guy. And so you're kind of like the, your, your main character and the spirit. And then they have like a banter back and forth and they're like working together. Originally, they're not working together, and there's like a fight between the two, and then they start. So, as instead of like leveling it up, it's more of like your bonding goes up between the two of you, like your spiritual link, and so okay. then, then you get like more power, more powerful, and stuff like that. It's kind of a cool way of doing a level up, right? As it's more of like your bond with this with this guy's spirit. 
Yeah, that is more unique. I like it. Yeah, it's a pretty cool game. Yeah. So I just went into a lot there, even though I mentioned that I was also playing Evil West. But Evil West is just an arcade, gory, smash them up, kill vampires, follow the Western story. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to... the description there. I thought about stopping you because I'm like, man, we just went for 10 minutes on um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Maybe we should have made a Ghostwire Tokyo episode. Ah, that's all right. It's fine. <laughs> make a good extra long episode. Yeah. Once in a while. That's fine. Bonus I mean, our, content. I mean... Think about our, our game. What was our game of the year episode? It was almost two hours long. I think so. And then the episode we did with Jessica Starr on that one showcase was like two hours long. Yeah. Well, that's three of us that had a lot to say. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on, which they just did a PlayStation state of play recently. But I didn't watch it. I think I only watched, I watched the Final Fantasy thing. That was about it. <laughs> so I don't know what else was announced. But yeah, that was it. Evil West. Also a great game, by the way. Another one that's kind of slept on. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but it's a lot of fun. Very gory. So it's kind of getting me in the mood for that Dead Island 2 gore fest. I mean, like, extremely gory because it's, like, vampire types and, like, weird leeches and stuff. They call them leeches. So, like, some of the things are, like, the vampires turn them into, like, morphed into, like, these weird, disgusting-looking enemies. You can, like, rip them apart and blood just goes everywhere. Nice. So it's kind of like an arcadey one. Like it's not it's not like an open world or it's like mission based. Then you have like your hub area where you talk to people and then you'll do a mission, then you'll go through like the enemies and then it'll be a boss at the end. It's like that kind of style, like old school arcadey, but it's third person. Okay. I, I can dig that. Yeah, you can use melee attacks, you can use a shotgun and like a rifle. I tend to have trouble where I'll be like shooting the rifle and then I'll forget that I ran out of ammo and have to reload and then an enemy will just like backhand me or something. <laughs> like melee me. Right, but yeah, you've got where you've got some werewolf characters in it. Like, it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. It's just it's just running and just blast everything basically. Hey, sometimes that's that's what you need in a game. Yeah, one of the cool things is like there's a specific parry because you have like a gauntlet essentially, and it has like that's that's your melee weapon, but it has like electrical attacks. So like sometimes okay. if you parry at the right time, it'll automatically electrocute the enemy, which will stun them, and then you'll get like a couple of those extra hits in with the gauntlet. Very nice. So it's I like that it's it's switching that you're constantly flowing between the melee attacks and like using your gun. Because like the shotgun, I think I just unlocked a skill with a shotgun where you can like use a shotgun as a parry mechanism too. So like right as they're about to attack, you can get a blast of the shotgun and do like extra damage and stuff. Okay. And I, then I uh, did that a little bit with Bloodborne. I'm bad at parrying, but you yeah, use so a gun to parry, so <laughs> Yeah, you can dodge and stuff like that, too, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, I'm not good at any. I'm usually just good at getting in their face and just trying to beat the crap out of them before they have a chance <laughs> to hit me back. It's a valid tactic. But what I like is they'll hit a certain mood that's where they're kind of stunned or they're like, they'll start glowing yellow, kind of like Doom, mm-hmm. where they'll be stunned and you get, like, a finishing... You can get a finishing move on them. Okay. up and doing, like, a melee. And that's the one where I told you, like, you'll take them and slam around or you, like, rip a guy in half or... The one giant dude you'll take his own weapon and like stab it through his mouth. Like it's I, pretty it's pretty violent, but it's they're vampires. I don't care. Right. <laughs> but the I, main I vampire that. boss girl that you're going after is like a child vampire. So I'm interested to see where that's gonna go. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. But yep, I think we've uh worn out our welcome now. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that about covers it. So do you have any uh last words, Tony? Nope, I will let you go ahead and throw it out to the outro. Oh, the only last word would be subscribe on Patreon and check out For the Love of, available every Friday. The new show. Right, yeah, absolutely. And just remember, folks, uh, when you're gaming, your journeys are always infinite.
wow, I like almost heard that as when you're gaping and that kind of went. <laughs> wow. Wow. And I am leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs>